Hello, and welcome to the Art of Selling Online Courses. We're here to share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth, and today's guest is Jacques Hopkins. Now, Jacques worked as an engineer for eight years before quitting his job, and he turned his biggest hobby into a highly successful online piano course, pianoin21days.com. He's brought in over $2.5 million in revenue to date, with over 7,000 students all over the world. And he supports his family with the passive income from the course, and he's teaching others to do the same on the online course show podcast. So today we're going to talk about how uh, Jacques's been able to do that and get into the details of how it all works. So Jacques, welcome to the show. John, thanks. Uh, thanks for the invitation. It's an honor to be here. There's not much I enjoy talking about more than online courses, and <laughs> it sounds like sounds like this is a platform to do that. So I'm excited to uh, get into this with you today. Perfect. All right. So I'd really like to ask a little bit about the uh, way that you have been getting traffic in for Piano in 21 Days uh, to start with. Traffic. All right. So one, one of the big pieces to the puzzle for success with online courses, right? So for me, initial success came from traffic via YouTube. I think in general, uh, YouTube is, is a fairly good traffic source for course creators because typically online courses are video based and YouTube is video based. Even to this day, that's where most of my traffic comes from. About 85,000 subscribers on YouTube, not a ton, like not, not a crazy amount, not a small amount either. Um, and it's, it's, it's plenty to have a, a good online course business other than YouTube traffic comes from just like organic SEO type stuff. I rank on the first page for some pretty decent terms, how to play piano, learn piano. We run Google ads as well. Uh, so Google ads, a little bit of YouTube ads, um, more so Google ads, no Facebook ads. We, we do more Google and any other traffic sources. Other than that, it's just like word of, a, word of mouth and maybe a little bit of affiliates uh, promoting the course. And with YouTube, how did you, what's your kind of approach for it? Do you post every day? Have you got one post a week? Like how's it worked? Yeah, that's a great question, John. Cause I mean, you, you know, sometimes you tell people to do one thing and it's like, you're not necessarily doing it yourself. You know, for, for years, I've always said, you know, that one of the top, most, most important things with YouTube is consistency, right? Whether that is daily, weekly, monthly, like pick something that works for you and be consistent about it. And so for, for me and my YouTube channel, like the, the history of it is back when I first got the idea for my course, um, one of the first things I did was start a YouTube channel and I created like six videos and I just kind of put them out there and didn't make any more videos for, for quite a while. And those videos didn't get a ton of traction. It was probably like my 10th, 11th or 12th video that I made, you know, over a year later um, that started to get some traction. And so at this point, I've got two videos on my channel that have over a million views. One of them has approaching two and a half million views, which, um, you know, if you, you know, the whole 80-20 principle, it's like, you know, basically one video on my channel brings in most of the YouTube channel traffic. And so it's really easy for me to say, hey, start a YouTube channel, be consistent because I'm, I haven't really been consistent because I've, I've just been able to sit back because of this, this monster uh, video or two, you know, so it's, it's not fair in a lot of ways and it, it caused me to be lazy. So um, fortunately, a few months ago, we really started dialing YouTube back in and, and what we do now is every two weeks, we release a new video and we've been doing that for several months now. And um, at this point, I have the, the 
the luxury of having a, a great team around me, you know, video editor and admins and, and graphic designers. And so we have a very, very dialed in process now for each YouTube video. So we, we pick two weeks so that we can always release just as high quality YouTube videos as we can um, dial in every step of the process from scripting the video to, to filming it with a teleprompter and, and having a good thumbnail and everything. So um, long, long way to answer your question. Now we're at a, at a very, uh, very good two week uh, cadence with YouTube. Cool. And what's the system? Is, is there a system for getting people from there over to the website? Do you like promote lead magnets in the videos or do you just have stuff in the notes? Like how does it work for, for connecting the two of those together? Mm -hmm. So for me, the lead magnet on my site has basically been the same ever since I created the, the business back in 2013. It's just this, this workbook, this PDF of the first few days of, of my course. It started out as like the first eight days and um, has since switched to the first five days, but that's what it is now. It's the first five days of the course in a workbook. And so basically every YouTube video you'll find on my channel has that call to action at the end. Basically something like, hey, if you enjoyed this lesson, I've got plenty more waiting for you. I've got this free workbook, learn 36 popular songs in five days, you know, jump over to pianoin21days.com or click the link on, on this page and uh, get started for free. And I look forward to being your piano teacher. You know, that's pretty, pretty much the call to action on every video. So that's, that's my method. Nice. Yeah, I see a lot of people, a lot of our clients, they haven't used, they might have a big YouTube following, but they haven't used it to drive people to their lead magnets from the videos. And the thing that's like, if you do that with your blog post and you're like, okay, I've got good traffic on my blog post. Now I want to set them to go to lead magnets. You can just edit it. YouTube videos, it's like, you've got a video with a million views. You're like, no, 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 dude, I'm not touching that bit. I'm not editing it. It's like YouTube's going to submit it to a whole new video. So I think that's really smart that you've done that from the beginning. And I think anybody who's listening, who's thinking of always getting going with YouTube is like, really make sure you include that in the video itself. Yeah, but, but it's tough, John, because I mean, you, you, I like to future-proof stuff too. So like, I'm, I'm fortunate that I've been able to have the same lead magnet for so long. And even if somebody watches that very first video, I'm like, hey, Go grab the first eight days in a workbook. Well, they click over and it's basically the same, except it's five days. Yeah. Right. Well, somebody else might like it. Maybe they had a garbage lead magnet. They had to change it. Right. So yeah, I think yeah. it could go both ways too. Like, what if I want to change my lead magnet one day? Well, then I have all these videos. You know, the one that's got 2.5 million views is talking about a workbook, you know? Yeah. I know. Tricky, right? But the, yeah. the, the really bad, the, the biggest issue I think I see is that people don't link to anything. That's the one I think that's like, yeah. that, that kind of gets to me. Yeah. I think at the very least people should be saying, or I could say like, Hey, if you enjoyed this, I've got plenty more free training um, for you head over to piano in 21 days.com and, and download, you know, the free train or something, keep it more generic, but mm. still have a call to action. That's a way to keep it more future proofed. But I would imagine that your like click through rate and success goes up with the more specific you are on the lead magnet too. So you kind of have to walk that line. Cool. All right. So if someone gets through to your lead magnet, they sign up. What happens next? What happens next is they go through, um, they go through my evergreen funnel, which I have carefully crafted over the past five years or so. Um, and it's essentially a, and I, I'd imagine your audience is pretty well versed in, in funnels and the various 
you know, funnels that work for online course businesses. So when I say like PLF or product launch formula, I imagine your, your audience relatively knows what that is. A lot of people won't. So I okay. think uh, not everybody would have gone through Jeff Walker's training and, and understand all of that. Some will, but I would, uh, if you, if you'd spell it out, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, the, at, at a very high level, the concept of product launch formula made famous by Jeff Walker is you have pre-launch content. He calls that PLC. Um, usually about three pieces of pre-launch content that really um, break down the barriers that people might have to wanting to, to either sign up for your course or even getting into your niche as a whole. And so that by the end of the pre-launch content, they're really excited and amped up to hopefully buy your course. And then there is a defined open cart and closed cart period. And you can, um, you know, that's a way that a lot of people do like live launches. Um, sometimes people do, you know, a couple of times a year, they'll do a live launch and you can do it with the product launch formula style. But what happens after somebody opts in for the workbook is they'll go through an evergreen version of that. So you opt in for the workbook, maybe a couple of days later, you'll get that pre-launch content uh, one. And then a couple of days later, you get the second one, a couple of days later, you get the third one. And then you've got an open cart period for about five days. And then we close the cart on an evergreen basis using um, deadline funnel. And the only thing that really deviates from a traditional product launch formula, uh, evergreen product launch formula funnel is I do offer like an evergreen webinar over the first couple of days of the funnel. And that what that does for us is it allows the people that are ready to buy, right? The, the, the right. hares as opposed to the tortoises who, who need to be nurtured, right? The, the people that are just like ready to go, maybe they've watched a lot of my YouTube videos already. Maybe they heard me on a podcast. And they were just kind of ready to buy because you can't buy it on my on my website without opting in. Um, that evergreen webinar allows people to buy very very early on early on in the funnel as well. So the way the funnel is now is it's a combination of PLF plus uh, just an evergreen webinar. Got it. Okay. And what are you using for the software for the webinar? Yeah. So that's that's an interesting question because um, I used to use Ever Webinar. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of success with EverWebinar, like probably over a million dollars in sales with it, but it always felt so slimy to yeah. me. Like, cause I literally, I mean, I'll admit it, but I had the fake chats going and everything and like very much like pretending it was live. And uh, I never liked it, but like I justified it because it was making sales. But um, one day I just said like, look, it's enough is enough. Like this is not serving people as well as I could serve, uh, as well as I could serve people. So I was just like, what if instead of using fancy software like EverWebinar, well, actually what happened, ne what happened next was I, I demoed like all the Evergreen Webinar software. Like I, I tried Demio and um, Stealth Seminar and all those. And, and I was like, well, none of these are any better. Like EverWebinar is probably the best one of all of them. And so I was like, what if I just like, instead of people registering for a time and all, all these hoops, what if I promoted the Evergreen Webinar and once, like as long as they were opt-in already, when they clicked on it, like it just started playing and there was no fake chats and there was no pretending it was live. It was like, it just started playing. So I implemented that about probably 18 months ago and I knew it was going to be a better experience overall. And I knew it was going to be, you know, there was going to be less issues with it, less pieces to break, um, mm -hmm. less complaining that, you know, the people realizing that the chat was fake. But what I didn't expect was that it actually converted a better than the fancy software. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So basically the way it works is, you know, you opt in for the workbook um, and then I email you the link to the workbook, but it's not just straight to the workbook. It's to a thank you page. Um, so you click on that link to the thank you page and on the thank you page, 
You down you download the workbook. That's the first thing you can do. But then the second thing you can do is quote unquote register for the webinar, uh, or I call it a workshop. And before, when you click on the button, it would it would bring up the fancy ever webinar pop up to schedule a time. And then once I switch it over, you click on the button, it just redirected you to the next page, which is the the new webinar page, which is just a big video that starts playing. And it's just so much easier, so many, so much, uh, so many less hoops to jump through to get my message in front of people. And so that's what's been running um, ever since for the past, you know, eighteen months or so. So that's why when you said like, what software are you using? What platform are you using to deliver it? That's why I kind of laughed a little bit because it's just right. a video on a page now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the first person I've talked to who's actually tracked the data and seen that it's got better. Like a yeah. bunch of people I've talked to, they stopped using webinar software because they didn't like it, but then they didn't uh -huh. track it. And so it could have got better, but it could have got worse. Yeah. And I've talked to some people who've tracked it and it got worse, but you're like, you've actually tracked it and it got better. So that's super interesting. 5% ever webinar was converting at 5%. And when I switched it over to the simpler way, it converted at 7%. Wow. That's a pretty huge increase. Yeah. Nice. That's really beautiful. So 7% of people who registered would then buy. Is that right? Well, it's you're, they're not really registering in the new system, right? Okay. They're just clicking a button. Okay. 7% of people who click the button. Yeah. Is that that? Okay, cool. Dude, that's a really good conversion rate as well. That's yeah, nice. it is. I mean, you got to think it's not like, it's not your typical web, webinar registration page, right? If it's a normal webinar registration page, a 7% conversion rate is pretty, pretty dang high. But like mm. the people that are coming and actually clicking are people that have already opted in. Mm -hmm. Not only have they opted in, they've actually opened one of my emails. Not only have they done that, they've clicked on one of my emails. Not only have they done that, they've scrolled down the page. Like they've done a lot of actions to get to the point where they're actually viewing the, the quote unquote webinar now. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, very, very warm lead at this point. Mm. Nice. And it's, and it's a good presentation too. If I <laughs> For anybody who's listening and not watching the video. Jack has a little wry smile on his face as he's saying that. It's like, <laughs> it's good. I really, yeah. <laughs> I rate not, bi not biased at all. Not biased at all. <laughs> all right, cool. So you've got that initial evergreen funnel. You've got the, the webinar or the workshop, you're calling it. And then you've got the product launch formula. So you've got like the, the pre-launch content. And then you've got an open cart and closed cart. Mm -hmm. um, then do you do anything else after that? Because like Jeff Walker sometimes has like other steps after i think as well for we don't normally use his system but isn't there like a, a cart reopen yeah so i don't know what jeff walker recommends i'm not um you know the only thing the only uh material of his i've ever like purchased is his book launch okay. which is which is phenomenal um but that's the what i've what i've told you already is basically the extent of what i've implemented from from his which is amazing what happens next for people i mean i will send out you know nurture emails if you will and basically what that looks like for me is you know, now we're on a cadence of every two weeks with a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. So we just email that out to the email list. Like that's our nurture. And I'll just write like a super casual um, email. I'll just open up an email and be like, Hey, how are you doing today? Happy Tuesday. You know, this is what's going on in my life. By the way, I just launched a new YouTube video. You'll learn this, this, and this, check it out. So I'll email that out. And then what'll happen as far as marketing and sales is every four, once you go through the evergreen uh, funnel and you don't buy or unsubscribe, um, you'll get re relaunched to every four months. Every four months. Okay, cool. And is there anything else that you're selling to that list or is it just that launch every four months? Nope. That's, that's, I mean, my business is really simple, right? It's one lead magnet. 
essentially one product that I just re-pitch to you every four months. Got it. Cool. And what allowed you then? You said earlier on that you carefully crafted that funnel. So what Mm -hmm. has that looked like? What has some of that crafting looked like? Is it about the messaging and understanding your audience better? What's the what's the steps you've gone through there? Yeah. So when I first when I first set it up around 2016, um, up until that point, I like it was kind of embarrassing that I like basically didn't even know what a funnel was at that point. And that was one of the big problems in my business and why it hadn't really worked yet. So when I first implemented it was when I first learned about, you know, product launch formula and I implemented, you know, the basic product launch formula. And so tweaking it is, okay, the three pieces of pre-launch content are videos. So updating the videos, making them better, better content, better quality video, and so on. Writing better copy in the emails, adding the evergreen webinar. That's the big piece was in terms of tweaking. Um, I added an email three days after the cart closes. I added one more email. The subject just says, you you didn't enroll, question mark. And it's just like, hey, you know, lots of people enrolled. Um, They're getting started. But I noticed you didn't enroll. Just curious why that is, you know, reply and let me know. Always looking for feedback, both from my students and from, you know, people on my email list that are not paying customers. And that's provided a lot of valuable information uh, from people. So those are some of the tweaks that I've made over the years. Nice. And what's, what is some of that feedback that you've had when you've had that question go out? What's some of the things people have told you? Yeah. So the number one answer is still just like cost, right? And that's, it's hard to do a lot with that data because I feel like most of the time it's not necessarily cost, right? That's either just A, an excuse or B, like I just didn't in my marketing, like appeal to that person properly. Like I didn't properly convey the value, right? My course mm. is is. right? $500 roughly. Um, And so if you like, if you truly wanted to learn piano and you truly thought piano in 21 days was the best way to get you there, like hopefully you can find a way one way or another to get $500 together. Or if you, you know, there's a payment plan, you can sign up for $97 a month for six months, like scrape together $97, you know, next month, try to scrape it together again and so on. Right. I think, feel like there's a way to do it if you really, really want to get into the course. Right. Mm. So it's hard to really do a lot with that information, but other than just like cost, people will say like, Oh, I, um, you know, I really wanted to just practice some more before I signed up. So I, I get, I do get that one more than I would like. And it's like, okay, well, what, what is it about my messaging that made people feel like they needed to have some sort of prerequisites to signing up, you know, for like, it's a very beginner course. Like they need, you need a keyboard, like you, you need a piano or a keyboard and that's it. Like if you've never touched one before, like that's almost even better. Right. So that makes me rethink, you know, some points, some things I can change up throughout the funnel to, to educate those people better try to think of what else, you know, people will say like, you know, you sent too many emails. It's like, well, you're still on the list and you haven't unsubscribed, (laughs) but you haven't bought either. Like maybe I didn't send enough emails, (laughs) some things you can just like kind of ignore. So that's, that's the, those are the things that come to mind offhand. Yeah. What I find a lot of people that we talk to, a lot of our, a lot of our clients are concerned about sending too many emails Mm -hmm. and um, especially too many promotional emails. And one of the things that we found is that I was talking with someone the other day, other day right? Uh, a client of ours, and he upped the number of emails he's sending. And he, he sent out one that he thought was like super promotional. It was like the most promotional thing he's ever sent out. And he's really concerned, like, oh, are people going to be annoyed? Are they going to unsubscribe? 
But he'd made sure he'd followed our system and it included a bunch of useful content that was about changing people's beliefs in there. And it's like not just about teaching, but actually about like storytelling. And he got emailed back afterwards saying, this is such a thanks so much for sending out this incredibly useful, valuable email. I really appreciate you putting the time into sending it. And he's like, oh, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's all right to send it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's different too. Like my, my webinar is like over two hours long and some people will say, Jacques, that was the greatest thing ever. Like I learned so much. Thanks for teaching so much. Like you completely changed the way I think about piano. And then other people will be like, dude, you think way too much of yourself. You talk too much. Like (laughs) I'm unsubscribing right now, you know, and both people watched the exact same video and and came away on completely opposite sides of the spectrum. So you can't appeal to everybody. So that's really interesting that you said yours is about two hours. We've got a a guy we worked with, um, James Svetic, really good friend of mine as well. And he runs a course on Airbnb, like how to make money from renting out other people's property on Airbnb. And he changed his uh, product to be available only through um, without sales call. He used to do with sales calls. It reduced mm-hmm. the price a bit and made it available directly as a sale. And he increased the length of his webinar to like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So he could build up like way more trust. And you're saying yours is about two hours. And it's like, I know that there's a big drop off from webinars about a point of an hour. But the people who sit, it's not really how many people watch, it's how many people buy. So that's super interesting. Did you always have it as two hours long or did you experiment with that? Or how Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the I definitely had my fair share of failures with uh, with webinars, like live webinars. Um, I never did my first evergreen until I made a significant amount of sales on like a live webinar. Right. My first few live webinars were total flops and I, those were probably less than an hour if I had to guess. But once I, once I ramped it up, like had my webinar more dialed in, they were approaching more like the two hour mark is when they started being successful. Now, just making it longer is not the key. Like it's the content. <laughs> Talk really there. slowly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not about that. It's the con- you know, but like with my evergreen webinar, I'm pretty sure that the offer doesn't come in until the one hour and nine minute mark, right? Yeah. So you've got to to even see the offer, you've got to stay around for an hour and nine minutes. So if somebody's dropping off in an hour, they're never gonna see it. And what's the have you got like a framework that you used for that webinar? Did you use Russell Brunson's perfect webinar or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, it is. I mean, I, I read Expert Secrets probably 2017, 2018. I don't even know when it came out. And um, I mean, it sounded amazing. I knew other people that had implemented webinars based on that. You know, that's it's an interesting title of that book because the book, I mean, it might as well be called like How to Sell an Online Course Through a Webinar. I, yeah. mean, that's basically <laughs> I, I actually put off reading it for a long time because I didn't even realize what it was about. I didn't realize right. it was about online courses. Like I didn't realize it was about webinars. Like literally it could be called that. Uh, that could be the title. And so I finally read it based on a recommendation from a friend of mine who had implemented a webinar and was killing it. Um, with his online course. And so I, that's, you know, that's roughly the script I follow um, with my, with my webinar now. Got it. Yeah. And it's the system we, we use and love and we teach it. And if we're building a webinar for somebody, that's the system that we use. I think it's outstanding. Like the way he's broken the entire thing down for anybody who's, who's never gone through this, the kind of the basic concept of what Russell Brunson's teaching is you're able in, in a whole webinar, if it's an hour or two hours long, to get across one big idea to people, one central concept about changing their worldview 
if they the crucial idea is if you can figure out what idea should that be and then you can convince them of it at the end of it if they believe it they should feel like the natural next thing is to buy your course yeah they're like you've and it's you've got this one idea it's not two ideas it's not three it's like one thing and everything in the whole webinar is is based around building up to that it's an incredible understanding of human psychology and like the way that teaching and selling go together the whole the whole way he structured all of it i think it's fantastic yeah i mean my one thing is convince i mean for my, my niche is something that like everybody knows know, knows what it is right everybody knows what a piano is everybody knows what it sounds like when somebody knows how to play piano i mean you brought up the airbnb example like i i've I've heard of online courses like that because I'm 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 in the online marketing space, but like not everybody knows that, you know, using Airbnb to rent out properties that you don't own is even a thing, right? Mm. Um, so you, so you there's some education that somebody like that would have to do. But if anybody's attending my webinar or whatever, like they know what a piano is. My thing, like my one thing that I'm trying to do is convince people that they can actually do it, right? That's mm. the big thing with piano is like ah, just like I don't know if that's in me, like I don't know. I don't like there's, there's a lot of people out there can play piano. A lot of people out there probably have the ability to learn piano. I just don't even know if I could, you know, even with the perfect system. So that's my what what he calls like, well, I think he calls it one is big domino or something. If you could mm -hmm. push over the big domino, yeah, yeah. it's like, that's what I'm doing over the two hours is trying to convince you, the viewer that you can do it no matter what your background is, no matter if you're 90 years old, no matter if you're nine years old, no matter if you're, you have small hands, if you're really short, you're really tall, you know, you, you, you don't have a musical bone in your body, whatever it is, like I'm, it's convincing you that you can be, play piano. And then to add on top of that, not only can you do it, but then piano in 21 days is the perfect way for you to be able to do it. Nice. And it takes two hours to be able to do that. Yeah, <laughs> to make that case. Because that's yeah. really what it's about, isn't it? Is, is convincing somebody that, that they can do it, that your system, your approach, the way you're doing it is the best way to do it. And then kind of showing them what that is. And then saying, and if you want our help with doing it, well, then yeah. the obvious thing is buy the course, right? Here's yeah, the, exactly. Here's the course. Right. So what are the big things for you, like breaking that down a little bit further? So the way Russell Brunson is teaching is to do, what's the three big blockages? Like what's the three things that, you know, he kind of comes up with the three secrets is what you see as the viewer, but he teaches that based on like, what's the things that are stopping them from believing your one big idea. So you mentioned a few things there, like being tall, short, small hands, old, young, what have <laughs> you. What, what's the big things for you? Like, what is it that's blocking people? Yeah. So that's, that's the, the big things are, you know, one is like just being really intimidated by the piano and just like looking at it you know, I've got some, I've got several pianos behind me. Yeah. Um, like you look at it, if you don't know how to play it, then it can just be like, wow, like that looks really complicated. Right. That's what most people think that don't know how to play. Do you know how to play John? I don't. All right. Do you, do you think do it's chopsticks? Easy to... <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that counts as knowing how to play. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, do you think it'd be easy to learn how to play? Like, do you think you could learn in 21 days? I do not, but I've not watched your webinar. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, most people, like, I teach beginners for the most part, like, either they don't have any experience with piano or, you know, my, most of my students are, are, are older, like over 60 years old. And a lot of them maybe took piano lessons when they were a kid haven't touched one in years and years and years, always regretted not learning. And so they basically are starting back from, from the beginning as well. 
And um, so, the, so the first thing is like just demystifying the instrument for people, explaining to them why there's 88 keys, why there's white keys and black keys and how like it's, it's actually really simple. Like they're all in order. And then there's these patterns. There's these sections of 12 keys that just repeat themselves seven times across the piano. So like when, when we're starting out, don't look at all 88 keys. Like let's just zone in on 12. Let's re get really good at these 12. And now once you get really, really good at these 12s and, and you see the patterns, now you're really good at all the keys. So that's the beginning. That's the first breakdown. And once people kind of go through that part, they can see, okay, well, maybe, maybe I could do this. That sounds interesting. Like it's not mm. a complete, like Jacques now demystified it, right? I, I, I could, I see a path. I see a path yeah. to beginning. Um, one of my other secrets, if you will, is about just like learning songs, because that's a, that's another barrier that people have is like, they think that, you know, it's going to take a while to learn new songs. Like if they learn a new song, they're going to have to learn it via sheet music. Cause that's just like what's in people's heads and like, Oh, well I could never learn sheet music. And I, and um, I've got this process for learning new songs. I call it my five-step song learning process, um, which doesn't involve any sheet music. It's, it's fairly basic. It's the, it's the process that I use to learn new songs today. It's the process all of my students use to learn new songs now. And I, I show the five steps. Now, I don't give every single little detail about each of the five steps, but I show every all five steps so that even if even if I've demystified the piano, they still could have a concern about, OK, well, yeah, I can I, I get this like I, I could learn the notes, but like I could never learn a song. Well, once they see that part, they're like, wait, like five steps. I, I kind of followed that. Like I could probably learn new songs with these five steps and they can even go away from the webinar and like start applying the five steps. And they're like, it's not, not going to be anything fancy. It would be very, very basic, but then they could be like, wow, like I get this, like I need to take it all the way and figure out all the tips and tricks to really make this sound good. So that's, I won't give you all the secrets, but that's a couple of them. <laughs> so check nice. out the webinar for the rest. That's beautiful. I, it sounds like you really have got a deep understanding of, what is it that is blocking your audience from getting started, from believing that they can get started? And I think that's like one of the things that a lot of people don't, don't really recognize the importance of, the understanding of their audience at a deep level. Mm. Like when we start in our, in our coaching program, the first thing we do is get everybody to survey their, their audience. And people are like, oh, no, I know what they think and I know how it is. Like, and then they find out all this stuff that people are saying, like, huh, I had no idea people felt that way or thought that. And it's like really getting deeper on it. It makes a huge difference then to how you actually structure all of your marketing. So mm -hmm. sounds really powerful. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, I really appreciate you uh, you're taking the time to talk everybody through this. That's super helpful. If anybody wants to check out your course and learn the piano, where they sh where should they go? Pianoin21days.com. That's that right? it. Pianoin21days.com. You'll uh you'll you'll see pretty quickly where I, where I want you to navigate through the site and enter the funnel and so on. Nice. And then you also do a podcast for people learning about online courses. What's the where should people go for that? Yeah, I do. Just because I, I, I like to geek out on this probably, probably just as much or more than, than teaching piano. Um, and so that's just the online course show. Very basic. The online course show uh, is, is the name of the podcast. Beautiful. All right. Well, thanks so much, man. If you found this interview useful, please give us a review wherever you listen to it. And if you want to learn more about growing your online course business, come join us in the Advanced Course Creators Group on Facebook. And we've got tons of free resources in there teaching you all about how to grow your course, scale it, make more money. 
And you'll also get early access to future interviews and support from my whole team is in there answering people's questions as well. Thanks so much, guys, and talk to you next time. <laughs>